Baylor softball knocks off the number one team in the nation for the first time since 2009. Oklahoma comes to Waco unscathed and leaves with its first loss. This is Locked on Baylor. You are Locked on Baylor, your daily podcast on the Baylor Bears, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Monday, everybody, and what a Monday it is. Welcome to Locked On Baylor. Drake Tolp from Sports Illustrated's Inside the Bears alongside Coach Glenn Moore, the head softball coach here at Baylor. Uh, coach, look, we can talk about how your team only allowed three runs in four games this weekend or how they shut out three teams or how well they played, but I, I kind of want to hone in on this Oklahoma thing for a second because you knocked off the number one team in the nation for the first time since 2009. Uh, you still riding that high a little bit? That feel pretty good. Yeah, I'm still feeling pretty good about it. I'm really just really proud of our girls and the the fact that they gave themselves a chance. You watch a lot of teams that just fold under uh, uh, the talent of Oklahoma, and our girls really played well and, and played well all weekend. So I was very proud of how they performed. Coach, you talk about being proud of your team, and uh, like the thing that comes to mind for me is platform. I mean, there are people across the country that, that okay, Baylor's up four. One, they start turning that game on, and your program was put at the forefront of college softball this weekend. To see the work this team has put in, even dating back two or three years, and and how COVID affected your program, to see it culminate in everybody watching Baylor knock off Oklahoma in their ninth game of the year, what is it like for your girls to get that kind of platform nationally? Well, you know, yeah, we're kind of turning the corner. We, we've struggled the last couple of years predominantly because of some injuries and not enough depth and worked really hard to uh, gain back the respect that this program had. We went through a whole season without being ranked in the top 25 for the first time in program history. And, you know, some some doubters out there, that, uh, you know, understandably, it's, it's a sports world. Uh, we knew the things that we had broken in our program could be fixed. And we went to work and, and have, uh, you know, are working on fixing them. Just uh, one win, it's not indicative of, uh, of everything being fixed. We're still working. We want to get where uh, we know we have been in the past and can be. Uh, but that was a big shot in the arm. You, you tell the girls, you don't want to ever make too much of a win or, or too much of a loss. You want to kind of keep it in the middle. But at the same time, you knock off uh, – not just any number one uh, teams float in and out of that position in many sports, but they're the program that holds that position the most often and uh, seems to be the longest. So uh, to be able to do that, uh, you know, this early in the season is very rewarding. Coach, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because college world series aren't made in, in February, right? This win doesn't book you a ticket to Oklahoma city. There's a whole lot of season left. How do you both communicate that to your team while still enjoying that you knocked off an Oklahoma squad that that's been now on a historic run? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The way you just said it, we, we talk about, uh, not getting too high on any win or too low on any loss. Uh, you watch around the country right now and in all these tournaments, there's lots of upsets and, uh, you know, teams this early in the year. What really matters is how you improve as the course of the season goes on. And uh, at the same time, you want to gain some momentum from that. You want to gain confidence from that and preach to your kids how good we can be if we just do the X, you know, do certain things and, and uh, this team has put in the time in the weight room. 
They've put in time on the field. They've worked really hard in the offseason. Uh, they bought into going to the NISC last year, a, a very young team, mostly soft, uh, freshmen and sophomores. In order to be where we want to be this year, have we arrived because we uh, beat the number one team in the country? Absolutely not. We haven't arrived. But uh, And we didn't play a perfect game today, but we certainly are seeing evidence, fruit, the fruits of our labor, and we just have to keep it in perspective, Drake, to, to make sure that we don't um, let that be the, the pinnacle of this season. Coach, looking at the box score from the game and, and being there, you could tell that Dariana Orm, despite throwing a whole lot of pitches, that when she was needed, when she needed to be money, she was money. And then, obviously, Leah Binford comes in and, and shuts the door overall, despite facing some pressure. Take me through the big moment, though. The home run from Shaylin Govan. I mean, she she goes deep. Shaylin Govan goes deep. And the second she hits the ball, the second she hits the ball, that bat goes flying. She knew. Did you know? And what's coursing through your body with a three-run home run that puts you up 4-1? Yeah, that was pretty much a no doubt, doubter when it left the bat. It's, the only question was, would it stay fair or foul? And I think it was about five feet inside the line. It was not um, a given whenever it was hit that it was a fair ball, but uh, the distance was certainly there. And she's going to hit a lot of home runs before she uh, graduates from Baylor. She's a very good hitter, and she had another hard hit ball later on in the game. So Presley Pylon, I have to talk about a little bit, though. She started that that rally we were down one nothing had made some mistakes didn't play a perfect ball game and uh, she started that rally got the first hit off a of, uh, Jordy ball uh, from Oklahoma all-american pitcher that's outstanding and we had a good game plan coach Jonagan had one going in and uh, the girls bought into it and uh, you know we just uh, had quality at bats and, and Shaylin stepped up and Hit another big hit. We got another big hit for her. She's done that early in this season already a couple of times. Coach, there's the the old adage that Oklahoma fans love to throw out throw out sooner magic. It is it's like anytime Oklahoma goes down by three or five runs or whatever it is, you just know that the sixth inning, the seventh inning, they're gonna they're gonna find a way and come back. It's just kind of what they do. And there gets to a point where OU's got runners in scoring position. They're only down by one late. Aaliyah shuts the door in the sixth, and in the seventh, eventually shuts out the Sooners altogether. Was there ever that feeling in your stomach of, uh, here comes the Oklahoma magic, or did you know from jump, hey, our, our girls got this? You know, I'd be lying if I didn't know the power of that offense. Uh, you know, some people come to the Olympic team as being just as strong. Uh, so, so you know there's always that capability if you let them get their, uh, their foot in the door that, they, that the dam could break and you can't stop them. Um, so I knew that it is important that we played and make many mistakes or we'd let them back in that game. They've done that traditionally, and they're that good. They're, able, they're capable of doing that. Um, but, uh, you know, we had the right mix. We – we went as far as we felt like we should go and safely go with uh, Dariana uh, through her 81 pitches, I believe. And we had an 80 pitch pitch count a limitation on her uh, just to, for safety. She's been injured, uh, didn't have much of an offseason at all. We had a 60 pitch pitch count on her uh, for a perfect game on Friday. And uh, she threw really well then. And she was able to finish that one very efficient. She, she went up to – I think we had a 70-pitch pitch count, and she went up just above 70. So she went just above 80 
and uh, we pulled her. And, and it was time to pull her, though, Drake. We had uh, they were starting to get on her, and it's only so long you can go when they do that. They were timing her and figuring her out. Uh, Aaliyah was a perfect mix. She comes in a little. Her fast stuff is a little bit slower still fast but she mixes speed so often and so um, effectively uh, they still put the ball in play and they made a rally but thank goodness we had uh, enough cushion to absorb that coach the the casual fan last couple here for you the, the casual fan would look at Leah Benford coming in the game and see ah, like a four five ERA you know you've got Dariana throwing well enough to hold him to one run why make this move and I'm glad you explained it there but then the confidence to go to Aaliyah Benford she's obviously a senior she's she's been here before in these moments but to see her step up shut the door beat Oklahoma what does that say about someone who's been through a lot in her not just like softball career but life in general yeah. Well, first of all, she's a junior, so don't rush her through because I still need her here <laughs> for another year. Hey, she, she was a freshman when I was is, a freshman, uh, so. Well, we got that COVID thing happening for us, so that's that's good for us right now. So she is a, she is a pitcher that doesn't really understand how good she is and the tools that she has. Number one, she's just a great athlete uh, all the way around. Playing third base for us, played shortstop last year, and she's a a threat. She's a well-known hitter. Um, and probably her strongest asset is what she can do in the circle. The way she can change speeds uh, just can beat good, good offenses. And I've said all along, uh, she is the type of pitcher that can beat power hitting teams and uh, certainly keep them off balance. And she's going to get hit around a little bit. We have a much better uh, defense to play behind her. And I think that makes her a little more confident, makes her pitch a little mm -hmm less careful so yes she's going to get hit a little bit but uh she's got some good stuff drake so i i really feel good about her whenever we need to use her especially against those offenses that really dig in and uh and swing for the fences well coach i've already taken you over time and i'm going to break the rules a little further by throwing out one more but y your team is bound to be ranked when the next poll comes out and for a lot of these girls i bet over half it'll be the first time they've experienced being in the top 25 with how big your freshman class, your transfer class was. How do you use this being in the poll, a new experience for a lot of these, a lot of these players to fuel this fire even before conference play? Well, we won't sneak up on anybody anymore. I, you know, we, we, last year was the first year in program history that we didn't reach the top 25 at some point in time. I've said this before looking back and not that I was a, uh, sounding the horn last year much about it because we lost some important games but ends up that the top three teams in the world series were three nine of our losses so we probably had uh deserved a bit more respect than we got last year but you know i'm not whining about that i just uh, looking back in the same picture that everybody else sees now i think more people would agree to that and uh, so this team's I mean, we're 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 a young team still, and we were very young last year. But the uh, history of this program—I mean, where there's a lot of banners hanging around Getterman Stadium, and then our indoor, and you know, the years that we've been to the NCAA's—it's an expectation to be there. So that's where we belong. We think we belong there, and uh, now we're just finally uh, getting back to earning the respect. You got to do it. You can't just talk about it. You can't just wave your banners. You got to get out there every year and prove yourself year in and year out in the business. And that's what we're on a mission to do right now. We're going to earn all the respect, but at the same time, we're just going to focus on the process 
and enjoy playing it. I want I like a team that loves to play together. This team loves to play together and and they're fun to coach. Uh, they make my job fun and uh, we just have a good time. And I think you can see that. I've had many people mention, uh, you know, how serious this team looks early on. And I, I as a coach really enjoy them. And I think uh, just getting back to earning the respect that we know this program has has earned in, in classes and year and teams before us, before this team have earned, uh, we're getting back to representing the way we know we're supposed to. Well, coach, congratulations on the just the first win against Oklahoma this year. You got a few more tries at them, and I'm sure they'll see a couple more at Getterman Stadium, hopefully at least. And thanks for taking time to come on the show. Uh, just a huge moment for Baylor, and the fact that you were you were gracious enough to give us this Monday is awesome. Yeah, I just thank our fans too. It was an electric atmosphere, uh, sellout, uh, sellout crowd. The girls really I always tell the girls that feel just. Uh, give them something to cheer for. Baylor's not not a, not a fickle fan base. They'll cheer for you if you give them something to cheer for. They're not going to cheer if there's nothing to cheer for. So we gave them something to cheer for. They responded, and it was a fun atmosphere. And, uh, you know, I just really want to thank you for being out there. Absolutely. Thanks again, Coach. All right, now, before we jump into the basketball conversation, uh, which will be a little bit heavier than that one, I want to tell you all about – my favorite part of working at Locked On, that's the fact that we get to talk about LinkedIn Talent Solutions. LinkedIn Talent Solutions is the place to go when you need somebody to hire. I need I need somebody to hire. I need someone to help me with my homework. I need to hire somebody who will do my homework for me. Is that is that viable by Baylor's honor code? No, of course not. But LinkedIn Talent Solutions can get you there, can help you. It can, it can bypass that kind of stuff. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, the values, the experiences to help you achieve your goals. And it, 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 this whole site, it helps you quickly attract qualified candidates. 100, 800, 800, 875 million people use LinkedIn. And LinkedIn Jobs is fast. It is free. And it's the easiest way to screen and rate applicants based on job applications and the qualifications all on one platform. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus their leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. linkedin.com slash college. Keep in mind that terms and conditions do apply. All right. Uh, we'll hear from Scott Drew in a bit, too. Baylor softball won, man. It was awesome. Um, Baylor basketball won the first half. That was fun. And then they lost the rest of the game. Look, I'm not going to be dour about this. I'm not going to be dour about Baylor losing to Kansas because a lot of teams go to Kansas and they lose. Allen Fieldhouse is where every other team goes to die. This doesn't mean Baylor's a bad team. But there are some glaring holes that continue to be exposed in both wins and losses. Here's So, like, a loss is good because you can learn more about your team than a win, I think. I, I, I do. So I, I'm not trying to put Baylor basketball down or say that they're, they're out and this, this is all over. But... There are Kansas-like teams that the Bears will run into in March that are going to have these same successes. Baylor won the first half off of really hot shooting. It was a nine for fourteen from three. You got forty-two points from Jalen from no 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 forty-five points from Jalen Bridges. The rest of those guys forty-two points out of forty-five points from Keontae George, Adam Flagler, and L.J. Cryer in the first half. That's not sustainable. Um, when every day John down low is not scored when. Flo Thamba has not scored. Jalen Bridges just for the three. No Caleb Lohner. No, no Langston Love. That's probably not good. And again, not sustainable to win a basketball game. You're up by 17. 
You're up by 17. There is no way in which you should be outscored the rest of the game by 33 points from being up 17 to lose by 16. And it's exactly what Baylor did. Uh, Tale of two halves for sure. But again, we get to reemphasize that Baylor's just not that team down low. Like there's there's not this rebounding force, this rebounding presence that every ball that goes up is like, oh, I know. I know Flo Thamba is going to get this one. I know Jonathan Chamochacho is going to get this one. Flo Thamba had one point and two rebounds. Again, you're starting center. Like I, I, I keep saying this, and it was in jest at first a little bit, but now you are playing a guy who in his last three games has like five points, six points, maybe, maybe 10 rebounds. I don't even think it's 10 rebounds. And he's starting. That's not good. Probably not the key to going to a Sweet 16 or, or Final Four at Elite Eight, whatever. You are, you're looking at a team that, here's what's dangerous. Here's what's dangerous. There are a lot of Big East teams that will bully Baylor. Baylor has, Baylor got bullied by Arkansas and won the game. There are a lot of teams that are going to bully Baylor down the stretch. This team could quite easily get bounced in the round of 32 or the Sweet 16. Shooting the ball the way they're shooting. They've got good shooters. Can they rebound? Well, not all the time. Can they play good defense? Well, not all the time. Yeah, George is on ball defense. It's the first time I've really, like, let's acutely look at what's what's happening defensively here in the second half that's making things so bad. Anybody who wanted to just dribble around Keontae George pretty much got to. Like, if they wanted to do it, they, they got to do it. Like, okay, here's your free ticket to the rim, Keontae says. Where's the help defense? Where's Flo Thamba? Gosh, if I know. I like nobody else really down there. They just kind of would drive the basket. Jalen Wilson would get his. Yeah, he put it up and in. All right, whatever. Harris, Damian Harris would get his. They just, Dewan would get it. I, like, Dewan Harris would get his. It's just like, whenever, whenever anybody wanted to get to the basket, whenever anybody's like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to take it inside this time. Boom. It's a, it's a bucket. So the defense is not great. Someone is going to expose this defense in March. They should. And if you're just relying on three-point shooting, like the way Keontae is shooting in the first half, what, he's making a bunch of shots. You're like, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, oh, it went in. All right. Not bad, Keontae. It wasn't sustainable whatsoever because these are very low percentage shots. Going in for some reason. Second half comes along, very low percentage shots. Not going in because they shouldn't go in. That's not very fun. Don't love that. Honestly, don't love that. So what is it? I mean, like you got, you're going to have to ask your post guy. If Baylor wants to win a national championship. They want to go to a final four. They still can't. This isn't the game. The straw that breaks the camel's back. Baylor's not bad now. I'm going to make that case. I'm not even going to say that Baylor's not elite now. Cause I, I, I've started to, to come around to the idea that Baylor's an elite basketball team. Like they've won what? 10 of 12, 11 of 13. Like this is, this is a good basketball team, but there are so many very big areas of like, ah, shoot guys. We got to do something here. We got to kind of kind of fill this hole. The fact that the big guys aren't playing very well and they're not they're not playing very well at a consistent rate. Got to fix the hole that we're struggling to get the ball to the rim outside of Adam, Adam Flag. Got to fix the hole of Keontae George just jacking a bunch of stuff up. When the ball movement's there and we're finding LJ Cry or Adam Flag or Keontae George open, that's great. Those guys are great when they're open. And even Adam Flagler creating shots, like he he has established himself as the best player on this team. Adam Flagler's the best player on this team. 
But when the rebounding's not really there, when the big guys aren't really there, the scoring down low is not there, the defense as a whole is not really there. I thought the defense in the first half, the rotations were good. You were seeing better help defense. Kansas was missing some open shots. Baylor was making Kansas relatively uncomfortable. And the second half, it just there was no intensity. Like, what, what happened? What happens when you go into the locker room up 12, 13 against Kansas? What's that conversation? All right, guys, we're good. We got a good cushion. Within four minutes of the second half, it's like, oh, well, that was a good, that was fun. It was really fun. And Baylor lost by 16. It's not good. Not good. Elite teams aren't doing a lot of that late February. They're not. Kansas lost to TCU at home. They got drubbed by TCU at home a while ago. Yeah, that's solid. That was a while ago. Kansas is looking sharp now. The Big 12's in the line, guys. Can you bring in some authority in the second half? No, that was the answer. They could not. Uh, Scott Drew spoke to the media about it. Scott, what do you think? Well, I thought uh, as good as we were first half, as bad as we were second half, but a lot of that had to do with uh, the intensity uh, Kansas played. Um, Normally, we're a good rebounding team. Second half, they dominated us on the glass. They... Killed us in transition. Uh, we turned it over. Um, we had a couple good looks, but we didn't get any offensive rebounds. Uh, I thought Bill did a good job with Justin uh, uh, coming out aggressive second half. And um, uh, ob- obviously, we wanted to start fast, and we just never started. So uh, other than that, it was a great game for the, the Big 12 because uh, you could see uh, uh, first half how what we're capable of. I think second half, you saw what Kansas is capable of. I think as teams and coaches, you want uh, 40 minutes of that, and um, that's the goal of, I know us, uh, the rest of the way, is try to get 40 minutes of the execution. Uh, Scott, what do you feel like really went wrong defensively for that stretch in the second half? Uh, it started with uh, uh, transition buckets, um, and Simply, uh, uh, both of us were in similar defenses, and you're switching everything. You got no scouting report. You got to know who has the ball. I thought first half we were we were good, held them to 32 points. They had a couple looks they missed, um, but we did we did a decent job identifying personnel um, and what they wanted to do. Second half, uh, complete breakdown. Um, don't know. Uh, that's why you go to film. Film never lies, um, but. Uh, gave up way too many wide open shots, and then uh, just guarded personnel wrong. Uh, Snowball, and that, that's why it's so, so hard to win it on the road in the Big 12. You got great coaches, great players, fans do a great job, and that momentum swings. It's just really hard uh, to 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 get back to doing what you do. With uh, Jalen Wilson in the mid post, and then also yep. driving downhill, how how difficult was he to deal with once he yep. got going? Well, I, I mean. Uh, he, he's a great player, um, but I mean, the goal would be take away his drive right, make it a block charge every possession, make the officials make a call. You get half, he gets half, and that's that. That didn't happen. In the in the in the post, we got to do a better job making it harder for him to get it. And then uh, um, we were late on one or two of our rotations where we should have met him outside the paint. Half. It looked like KU started trapping a lot more in the second half. What was kind of the struggle you all had overcoming those traps? Uh, I don't think the you know struggle primarily was offense. It was just more of uh, you know being the toughest team out there and getting back in transition, guarding the ball, and uh, we didn't do it in the second half. And uh, you know they exploited that, and uh, we just got to be better. We got to do 40 full minutes. We can't do half one half and not the other. So. 
That was Scott Drew after a loss to Kansas. I don't even care. Baseball team, ah, uh, 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 women's basketball team, uh, uh, we don't have to talk about any of that. We don't have to talk about the basketball teams or the baseball team. It's all softball. All, all it ever should be. They beat Oklahoma for the first time. They beat the Sooners the first time since 2017. They beat the number one team for the first time since 09. It's a good team, man. It's a good softball team. Fun to watch. Go out and watch it. Uh, this has been Always Will Be. Come back tomorrow. We're going to talk some football, conference realignment, basketball, everything. Locked on. Thanks for making your first listen every single day. Baylor. Baylor.